Hi everyone, today is a new day and you're a part of it. Join me, Dr. Megs, for short stories and quick tips to boost your mood and your productivity. This is the PGH Dreamers Pod. Hi everyone and welcome to the PGH Dreamers Pod. Our path continues today as we speak with local entrepreneurs, creators, and thinkers who are doing big things in the Pittsburgh area. Our guest today is Jessica Graves, the founder and CEO of Una Biologicals, which has a storefront in the Lawrenceville neighborhood of Pittsburgh. Jessica has created a shop and community within Una Biologicals by developing products that nourish the body and lift the soul, as well as mentoring youth and giving back to the numerous nonprofits. Welcome to Pod, Jessica. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Let's start off today with what I like to call breaking ground. Just a few quick questions to break the pavement and get us kicked off. You up for that? Cool. Totes. All right. First question. Do you have a morning ritual? I do. Yes. Every morning I do at least a little bit of yoga. I do some squats while the coffee is percolating. <laughs> and I pull a couple cards from a deck that speaks to me that day. Excellent. Have you ever read the book Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg? No. So he talks about squatting or doing some sort of physical activity while the coffee is percolating. So that's what it's like. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Anchored together, right? Right. Excellent. Do you have a favorite book or author or both? I love all the books. I am an (laughs) excessive bibliophile. I read like three or four a week. Like for sure right now, you know, Brene, she's amazing. Right. I mean, who's not digging a little Brene Brown, but also at the moment I'm finishing a book called radical intuition hmm. by a local Pittsburgh author. Fabulous. Highly recommended. Radical intuition. Okay. Very cool. And are you, because you're a bibliophile, do you like the tangible feeling texture of a book or are you cool with audiobooks or both? I have all of them. Yeah. yeah. I kind of do books in all the formats so that I, I love a hard copy book, but I also like to travel light. So Kindle's my friend mm-hmm. and um, audiobooks in the car are fabulous, especially if it's something that I know I will fall asleep if I sit down to read. <laughs> there I listen go. to it while I drive. <laughs> Again, multitasking in a good way. Number three, how do you keep your body and mind healthy? And I know you mentioned the yoga already, so elaborate a little bit more. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously in the wellness sector, this is a, a big thing for me, right? I really feel like I have to walk the walk and it's not always easy to do because we're just humans and life gets in our way a lot. So I do try to just be really conscientious. Uh, for me, health is about being mindful about what I'm eating more than restricting what I'm eating. It's about, it's mindfulness across the board right? Mindfulness and what I'm eating and putting into my body, having movement in some form, but also having grace with myself about what that might look like today, right? Some days, woo, let's run. And other days, ain't no way. And that's okay. So kind of really trying to do all of that. And then also making space to just be on the days that you need to just be. Yoga is my fallback. It's what I've, I've practiced since I was a teenager, and it's, it really, for me, hits all the points for mind, body, soul, wellness. But I also recognize that it's not always the fix and it's not great for everybody. Sure, you know? sure. Yeah, and just being very present, you know, like you're saying, just be, you know. Just be. 
we just go through life and it flies by and we're like, what did I even do this week? So yeah, it's a really good mentality to have to just be and let ourselves just be. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Love that. And if you could describe yourself with one word, what would it be? Sunshine. (laughs) And I can totally attest to this listeners. She is just radiating with the cutest little, is this a, a white lacy dress yeah yeah it's my lovely love sparkly jewel hair piece yeah. i mean you right you are a lot of white a lot of crystals flowers in my hair every so day fun. so just fun. radiant joy yeah i can tell okay so now that our listeners got to know you a little bit start by talking about your journey jessica so can you give us your background maybe leading us from your youth through school to where you are now with Una biologicals basically how did you pave your own way all right So what I like to tell everybody is that I am a consummate nerd, like uber geek, plant geek, total dweeb in my youth, right? Like I was that girl (laughs) and I still am. And that's great. I love that, you know, nerds are cool now. Like that's yay. But I, plant healing and natural wellness, I think has just always been a part of who I am, which is why I kind of start there, right? So I, as a child, like elementary, middle school was into plants, into what their properties are, what they could do. By high school, I was hanging out in the local essential oil shop, which there weren't many. This was a long time ago. You know, there was one and Doreen and I were friends and I hung out and followed this poor woman around and took all of her classes as a, you know, weird little 16 year old that had my yoga practice already and studied essential oils and, and kind of how to heal ourselves. So this has just always been, you know, kind of a soul energy. I think it's, it's where I came from. I did not initially go to school for that. I actually went to school, although it, it's played into things. I went to school for chemistry and biology, mm-hmm. um, had a nice falling out with the chemistry department because you know, in the nineties, it's a bunch of old dudes who only did pharmaceuticals. And I was this organic plant chick that was like, but can't we do other things with our chemistry? And the answer was no at the time. So, you know, I snubbed them. I left, got a degree in conflict resolution and mediation and international politics. Cause obviously what else would you do? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I was working on organic farms. So I think, you know, my story is so curvy, wavy, and I think that's the way for many an entrepreneur, right? Yeah, right? You get this degree, it seems like you'll do something with it, and it turns out you work kind of in the field that you kind of loved at the beginning, but didn't pursue, and here you are because that's your path, right? I began making products because of a personal need. I have super sensitive skin. I was deeply devoted to organics and naturals, particularly once I had my kids, which I think is, you know, often a turning point for many women and just really trying to find a truly clean product that didn't cost a hundred dollars a pop in the late nineties, early two thousands was not feasible, right? Whole foods was not in Pittsburgh. Seems crazy to think, but like there definitely weren't multiples and Trader Joe's and, you know, the fancy giant eagles there was, you know, shop and save and regular giant eagle. (laughs) So, you know, this really came out of a personal need and I had a delightful friend. She and I had both studied as herbalists together um, because at some point in this winding journey, I took my at-home study that I had done for decades and like studied officially with herbalists to, you know, to become like legitimate. And she and I had, you know, a horde of small children and dogs and she was 
convinced me, she was much braver than me and convinced me that we could make the products that I kept whining about needing. <laughs> so, and so we did, she was right. Um, and it was really a cottage, a little cottage gig. We were making products for ourselves, but you give things to your mom and your grandma and your auntie. And next thing you know, they're giving them to their girlfriends. And then your girlfriends are asking you to do a pop-up at one of their events that they're hosting. And now suddenly you're running a business. Yeah. Um, so we really kind of came into this sideways, not necessarily intentionally. And the intention really came about, we started selling in the strip district. So probably the mid 2000s, I was actively selling product. And in 2008 is when we incorporated Una Biologicals because my husband is maybe wiser on certain things. That is all I'm willing to say. <laughs> and, <laughs> and pointed out that hey, you have a business, it's probably time to incorporate and become an LLC and get serious about this. Like, let's really look at the market and see, you know, is there a market share for this? Is there a need? And if so, let's, you know, you need to run your company. And so I was really blessed to have somebody backing me emotionally in doing this. And that was really the, the switch, right? That's when we got serious about it. We still stayed kind of low key. And I think this speaks for people, especially women who are starting companies, right? Is that we, we really grew this company as my family grew and as the kids grew. And, you know, I was still working full time when we started. And so this was a side hustle for many years. So, you know, momming, making, working balance. And it wasn't until probably 2012 that Una became my soul job and provider. And we started taking on staff and kind of really growing at that point. So my youngest was 10 at that point. Right. Yeah. So then we got serious and we opened our storefront in 2015 and we've just kind of stayed steady Eddie, which has worked for us. It's not every company's path. I don't know that I would walk that same path again, mm -hmm. having done it once, but it, it really served us well. And it allowed us to grow a, such a devoted grassroots following in Pittsburgh and the surrounding areas. And we have such deep and authentic relationships with people because we've been hanging out with them in the strip district and at farmer's markets and I made it market and handmade arcade and all these places for so many years before we even had a store. And now they can come and hang out with me any day of the week. <laughs> so it's been, you know, it's really been a journey to like get to this place. It's definitely not where I ever thought I would be. And I love it. And it's amazing. But it was, it was a, not a straight path, which I think is sometimes I get embarrassed to say to people. And then sometimes I remember that this is how most of us end up here. Straight. Sure. sure. Yeah. And I love the, uh, the fact that this was a passion that was obviously inherent from a very young age. So right. coming back to it, full circle, I went around the block. I tried this. I t tasted that. I tested this. I'm back where I was meant to be. Right. And I think, you know, I see that. I love that as just a reminder to the more true we are to ourselves, the easier and straighter our path is, right? Because sometimes that's hard to trust. So I think yeah. having little reminders of that is really helpful. For sure. So tell me a little bit more about how you craft what you sell. So do you have like a, like a lab space or something in the, in the store? Is that where you concoct? Yeah. So up until last year, the answer was yes. And up <laughs> until 2021, we created everything above our Lawrenceville storefront. Okay. Which was great 
in that it was right there and it was terrible. And then there was a very steep set of stairs <laughs> and, and all of our ingredients are 50 pounds a piece. And we, wow. I got to lug them up the stairs. Um, that was not awesome. And in looking at growth and trying to plan to scale for growth, we really needed to enlarge our manufacturing space. We couldn't, we were very hemmed in by space there. So in 2021, in March of 2021, we actually moved into a 5,000 square foot warehouse, which is amazing. And it has windows, which is also amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> the small things in life. So we moved there. So we now manufacture everything in Homewood. Oh, okay. And which is giving us a lot of space so that we can do more things. And then our new storefront for those who've been to our storefront previously, was underneath the bowling alley in Lawrenceville. And we have now moved down the street. We're down now by Piccolo Forno and Millie's. So it's even yummier. <laughs> and we have two floors now. So our storefront grew yeah. and we moved into a bigger manufacturing space. Oh, how fascinating. That's great. And so with those moves, do you have any you know, big dreams for the future? Do you see Una doing anything bigger than you already do, which I, I definitely want to touch on the nonprofits that you're giving back to as well. I mean, like, yeah. stuff. right. Give back is real for us. So yes, on big dreams, we are, you know, we want everybody in the world to be able to have an amazing, joyful, organic experience. Um, for us, it's about, it is all about spreading you know, health and happiness and meeting people where they are, right? Making organics very accessible and just bringing joy into somebody's life. So our goal is to get it everywhere, just smear the world with it. Um, so we, we do have some fun plans along that. We, um, we have some new products that we're hoping to make and having this space is going to allow us to um, increase our product line, some new scents, some whole new things that will just shake up the world which is exciting. And then also by moving manufacturing out of the retail space, it's giving us more room there. So we're really looking forward to having more workshops, more classes, really going back to building community. Community is a big deal for us, right? So we've been growing that again, now that we're kind of in this neo-pandemic world. And we're really looking forward to 2023, just having this, we have this amazing slate of teachers and, and community members that are coming in to teach workshops and, and lead classes and across the board, all kinds of things. You can learn anything from planting seeds to crystals, to tarot, to yoga, all kinds of stuff. So it's kind of, you know, whatever, whatever brings a smile to your face, we probably have a class on it. So that's exciting. And then for us, building community is a really big deal and giving back to the community is it's always been a part of what we do, but for a really long time, we never talked about it. <laughs> so, okay. um, and the pandemic really changed that for me. I think the pandemic really pointed out how important it is to remind people that we need to look out for our neighbors and that there's a lot of people in need in a lot of different ways around the world, but also right here in Pittsburgh. So we, we've always given back to, you know, local charities, but we've, we've taken it kind of a couple steps further in our commitment. We made Diamond Girl in the Rhinestone World, which is our, um, right? Isn't that such a good name? So fun. <laughs> yeah. It's our homage to Dolly Parton because Dolly, 
I feel like she is the icon (laughs) of community building, right? She brings together such diverse groups of people that we just adore that. Like in general, we need to remember that we're so much more alike than we are different in this current state of the world. And we're all about just making a place where people can be, just be, be awesome, be you without any negativity or stress or strife or issues. Like ain't nobody got time for that, right? (laughs) So no. So just kind of reminding people of that. And if you give them room, I find that people often step up, which is great, but she's also such a philanthropist and, you know, is such a great, such a great reminder of how much we can do in the world. And so, so we made our community give back product in homage to her and we donate $5 from the sale of each one to a different nonprofit. And we're looking to expand that to have more community give back products that we can, we can do this with. And then we also have a program that we call the artisan support program in our storefront. So the store is really a platform in my mind to bring community together through workshops and opportunities to support other artists. So about 80% of what's in our store is handcrafted. And we have a really deep commitment to supporting other small businesses and particularly woman-owned businesses. Not that we don't like the dudes, but, right? And we have many, we have a handful of like male-owned companies that we support and love. Shout out to Fjord and Fable, great local candle company. But we really try to, to work with people who don't have as much opportunity. And we also target Um, women who are maybe really early stage in their companies and they may make a great product, but not have any idea how to sell it. And that's a scary space, right? And it's hard to have a a vulnerable conversation with another company about that, right? Um, And I just, I remember I had a mentor who was super helpful and kind to me in that space. And so we really try to give that back. So we, we have a, you know, non-official program of helping early stage women-owned businesses kind of grow their company and kind of get the legs and the information that they need to be able to do that with some confidence, as well as bring their product into our store so that we can get it out to more and more people. Um, That's so great. And you're you're so approachable. (laughs) Reverse time. I wish I would have talked to you. (laughs) Business 10, 12 years ago. It would have been great. Right. We really try to take that edge off and just be real. And I think that this is something I don't want to diss on the entrepreneurial community or the business community as a whole, but the further you move down the business community, the stiffer people become. And, and there's a place for that, right? They don't want to share. You might be a threat. And when they do share, they're using their official business language and, you know, their banker talk. And there's, okay, I get that. There's a place for that. But corporate ease can be really uneasy for somebody who's trying to find the path to follow. And it creates more barriers to honest conversation and I think honest growth. And so for me, I try to just show up super authentic the way I am. I will be maybe more blunt than I ought to be, but we will also, you know, grow together and get somewhere and, you know, identify pieces that are flourishing and where can we help with pieces that feel uncomfortable and just making safe space to have real and truthful conversation. And I think that's where you really see growth happen um, personally and professionally. For sure. And you mentioned having a mentor. 
um, you yourself having a mentor early on, in addition to seeking mentorship and help and resources that you guys provide, what other advice would you give maybe say a budding dreamer who has an idea, maybe it's a side hustle right now, but they're thinking, man, should I get bigger? Should I go for it? What would you tell them? Yeah, I would say get good at numbers. I think the scariest part, I think the hardest part and what I've seen over and over and what I've personally struggled with for a really long time was getting really comfortable with the accounting side of a business. And I want to say yes to every one of those people, like be bold, have a plan, but be bold and go for it. But simultaneously, you got to know your numbers. And, And if you don't, your path is a lot harder. Right. And I think that there's some really great resources, free resources in Pittsburgh to help people gain that comfort with understanding that. And I say this specifically because I know women are such a big part of your audience Mm -hmm. and women and money are often scared of each other. Right. And we're not comfortable about talking about that. We don't like to talk about what we don't have. We want to put our shiny face on. And it can be really hard to say, Um, I don't get my QuickBooks. I don't get my accounting. I have a box full of receipts. Um, I use a hand ledger that's really just a notebook that I write in and hopefully it's right. Um, You know, that can be hard to admit to people. And a lot of women don't have that power relationship with money that dudes seem to, right? And I'm going to say that seem to really officially because most of that is fronting. Yeah. It's a confidence, right? It's a confidence. Right. It's not that they're actually any better at it. In fact, statistics show that women that invest actually do better. Their their investment funds do better. Not that I have investment funds, ladies. Let me be clear. (laughs) I just have friends that work in investing. (laughs) I want to. Um, You know, she's working on it. Work on your numbers, so you you can. Um, Right. But I think being able to kind of have some some real conversations around that. And I see, that's where I see women get hung up the most in growing their business, which is why I think that's my like biggest advice is um, not being afraid to find the resources locally um, that will help you gain some confidence there because it will change the game. When you get good with numbers, your company can grow like you wouldn't believe. And if you don't understand the numbers, it will always struggle. Yeah, no, I think that's great sound advice. And for women in general, just asking for help could be such a barrier sometimes and admitting yeah. you don't know something, right? So this is a specific instance, but I think it, it really does stem from a bigger perspective to ask, to seek out resources, to find the mentor, you know, it all right. comes right. And And feeling worthy of receiving that help. Yeah. There's a lot of layers here for women. And, and I think the more we're complex people, right? The more that we can be like, heck yes, I'm amazing. I deserve to win. I deserve all the happiness. I deserve all the money. And I'm not afraid to say that part. Then it's easier to say, I'm also doing this really great thing. And I'm doing this passion of my heart and I'm doing good for the world and for my family. Right. It kind of makes that make more sense and makes it flow together more seamlessly, which I think is another interesting barrier that happens with women, particularly where 
you don't see it as often in small businesses or any business typically like run by men. They, they're, they find a little bit more comfort in that. Yeah, of course I'm here to make money. You hit the nail on the head there and you mentioned having kids. So how many kids do you have? I have two people and they're amazing as every mother ever does. Yeah. Um, super lucky. Yeah. I have, um, I have Owen who is, my people are big these days. I have Owen who's 23 and just finished his master's and is moving on to his best life, which is super exciting. And my baby girl is 20 and a junior at Pitt and um, also super exciting. It's great. They both work for me. They always have. So I've been really lucky in that aspect of being able to kind of bring them up through the company and just getting to have a different relationship with them because we work together and They also, moms, I recommend highly involving your kids in your company and telling them all the nitty gritty. I think I had a a friend of mine who's an attorney who grew up in a business and he told me a long time ago that he learned more about business and life at his dad's side, just tagging around in the company. And it made him such a better employee and a better human and gave him this wealth of information. Like imagine the information that you know now as a business owner, if you had had any concept of, you know, customer relations, staffing, technology, marketing, accounting, all the hats that you wear at 20 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like who would you be at 30? You know, so highly recommend sharing not being afraid to share information with your people, even if they don't want to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that's also such an important piece of advice. And thankfully, you're not the first person who has said that because I am a huge advocate of bringing them in and letting them see like, oh, what are you doing, mom? Uh, Teaching a class, come on. And I think it's really good for them to understand too, not only gaining great business ethics and, and understanding all that goes into it, but also that you're not just mom. <laughs> right. You're not just mom. She's a woman. She's an entrepreneur. She's a business owner. She's like friends with all these people. She's making money for the family. I think it's really important for kids to, to understand that. And then a new respect, right? Right. And also showing them. Yeah. Just yes. Yeah. It hits <laughs> all the layers. Right. And it allows them to expect something different for themselves and also expect something different from their partners, mm-hmm. right? And just shows them how full each of us as individuals are and allows us not to be pigeonholed into one particular role or space. And I think it's, oh yeah, it's invaluable. Necessary for the future too. When uh, I feel like we're already starting to go down that, that path of just wearing multiple hats and that being a, a normal situation, right? And I can only imagine for the future, I have young ones, but even, even your kids who are in the college space, I mean, they might have six different jobs at one point because that's the way of the world. Freelance, right. entrepreneurism and yeah. Yeah, exactly. learning how to be flexible is, is such an important skill. And it's obviously the world is not going backwards. Yeah. Right? So we're only gonna see more of this need to pivot and you know flow. Um, so the more skills we can give our, our kids, I think the better off they are. Very cool. As we come to the end of this very, very pleasurable conversation, let me hear a pitch about Una Biologicals for uh, at social media, website, wherever you want our listeners to find you. 
Absolutely. So you should follow us everywhere, please. And thank you. You can come see me in person at 3707 Butler Street in Lawrenceville. You can order everything on our website at unabiologicals.com. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at capital una, capital biologicals on Facebook and una underscore biologicals on Insta. You can click them right from our website. We have a super cute newsletter that you should absolutely sign up for. It's a newsletter of joy and positivity that comes to you one and a half times a month. Nice, nice. Well, thank you so much for being here, Jessica. Much success in the future. I'm excited to, to see what kind of workshops you guys offer in your home or location. That's really exciting stuff. Yes, thank you so much. It has been a pleasure and I love all that you're doing in helping people grow and spread the joy. So amazing, thank you. Thank you, take care. Are you feeling stuck? Do you constantly battle procrastination? Are you hoping to achieve more, but just need that extra push? Then accountability can work for you. With my Accountability Buddy program, you will get one-on-one -on -one personalized schedules, check-ins, and solutions to help you reach your goals. Whether it be your health, relationships, career, or creative goals, the Accountability Buddy program will keep you on track and will keep it real. Visit pghdreamerproductions.com to sign up now for the affordable Accountability Buddy program. That's pghdreamerproductions.com to get started today. It's time to pave your own way. <laughs>